Welcome to the Pastors Podcast. This is Pastor Scott, and with me is Pastor Matt. Hey. And just Pastor Matt. Just Pastor Matt. It's just, just me and you, Scotty. Just the two of us. It's a showdown. Just the two of us. We can make, make it, it if, if we, we try. try. Just, just the, the two, two of us. You do and I. Yeah, see, do, do, you, do you see, Brian, what happens when you leave us alone? It's beautiful. <laughs> Beauty is created. Love is given. <laughs> <laughs> what a world. Just Scott and I. You know, I, I, I figured it, it, this would be a uh, a nice opportunity. We, we, I don't know, we could have grabbed somebody. We've had lots of different people. But Brian's a little bit out of commission right now. Slightly. Just a bit. Yeah. Especially right now. Yeah. He got a tooth extracted today. Yeah. How, many, how, much, how much information should we give people? I don't know. Yeah. Is, I, is, is I feel like, like is we... Is there like HIPAA? Are, do, are we constrained by HIPAA? Um. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Number one, but is number HIPAA two, the right thing? I. I it's not FICA. It's it. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Um, it could be any one of those. FICA yeah. might be the one that stops us, <laughs> or, stops or us. HIPAA, or uh, any of the ones. But I, I think we should give more information. I actually, I here's my personal opinion. I think we should give more information about Brian's health to all the people in the church at all times. <laughs> at all times. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe we need a Twitter handle. Yeah, maybe maybe a, a twi- Twitter handle that just Brian's health. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's Brian pumps some more insulin. <laughs> oh man. Oh yeah. Uh, so, okay, so we've definitely violated something. I'm not sure what it is, <laughs> what but we vi- we violated we've, it. We've violated it. <laughs> there are violations. So, he's uh as I think as we speak he's probably coming down off the anesthesia from um having a tooth extracted. Mm-hmm. But I I mean I feel like in COVID, being separated, all all the different things, not even being able to collaborate together with with all seriously, I kind of feel like in most of COVID, I've felt like we've been just kind of working with a hand tied behind our backs. Sure. Right? Like everything you're doing is just like a little bit harder. And um, I even just, I don't know how much people even know or understand the dynamic between us, not just our friendship, but how we all work together, how we all collaborate together. Are we friends? I, I'm. I mean, I was going out on a limb. Oh, okay. <laughs> I <was> just, wow. <laughs> All right. It's exciting. I, I mean, I, I mean, I would call. I would call. It's I just, would call it a friend. I wasn't sure that. I, I just feel a little bit awkward about you having a DTR right here, right now in this, uh, in this podcast. But that's great. I'm glad to know we're friends. Well, I. I mean, I've, I've never said it. Oh, okay. Well, now you have. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like the reality is, we we all. Um, we all as pastors collaborate a lot together, uh, depend on one another, provide feedback to one another, bounce things off one another. And so we, with Brian being uh, sidelined and Reggie the last um, few weeks, yeah, last month and a half, month over a month now for Brian. Yeah. Like I, I feel like if we were operating with, uh, with one hand tied behind our back before, now we've got like both hands tied behind our back and we're just, you know, hitting the keys on the keyboard with like our foreheads yeah making something happen so yeah. that that's what that's and so we wanted you to get a little taste of that on the podcast it's I figured, not great everybody I figured <laughs> if it was just matt and i it would kind of feel like two people just hitting their foreheads on the keyboard yeah typing something out yeah and um this is so so that's what you get that's what you get yeah congratulations merry christmas you get you get me stuttering a little bit and starting five different sentences in a row you've get got matt uh given some awkward quips along the way yeah and the the deep meaningful stuff that you've come to listen to the podcast for 
is going to be just missing. Yeah, yeah. We could actually, uh, one way we could do this is we could pause for Brian to insert uh, what he would have said. We could just pause and leave an open space and people could fill in what they think Brian might have oh, said. We, we should have done that. <laughs> That's, I, sh- I, I should have started the whole thing. And B- Pastor Brian is here with me. You know, and then we could have just waited for. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we could fill him in. We could fill it in. Oh, we could have, we could have filled him in while he was still on the anesthesia. That would be very fun. That would have been very fun. <laughs> would have been very insightful. Uh, so many good ideas. Yeah, we could have had. It's it's. I would say this is probably our best series of ideas that we've had <laughs> in a long time. Uh, that I I completely agree. Yeah. So um. So what are we talking about, Scott? What are we going to talk I, about? I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about you. I'm 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 tired. Yeah. Um I think everybody's tired, yeah. exhausted in a whole host of different ways. I think physically, um, emotionally, spiritually, everything. Yep, pretty much. Pretty much you can check all the boxes. Yeah. And um and I thought it would just be a good opportunity to recognize first of all recognize that fact. Second of all, um recognize the fact that we're in a new iteration of lockdown now, which doesn't help. Yeah. It, it doesn't help uh, mental health wise. It doesn't help spiritually. It doesn't help community wise. It, but it also doesn't help confusion wise, right? As people are trying to figure out what, what, are, what do I do? How do I navigate this? What even are the rules? What, are, what does that look like? I, I feel like there is, it's a time where a lot of us are tired um, yeah. and confused yeah, and um, distracted. Oh hopeful too because there's vaccines so there's a little bit of hope yeah yeah there's a little bit but it, it feels like it's beyond the beyond the immediate circumstance right, right like right, like right. so there, there's there, there's some longer term hope which is yeah, great yeah um but in the moment and and i think that as we've been talking about in the sermons and as we've been talking about i know just in our personal i think what we all need what we need what you need what i need what everybody in our church needs is to remember what actually moors us in the midst, right? Yeah. We've had we've had this conversation multiple times over the last year, um, as we've done the podcast. But the reality is, we God is calling us back again and again and again to you. Keep saying back to the basics, right? This is something that that as we've talked about the sermons, as we've talked about this Advent series in particular, um, you've kind of just pounded this this. Uh, idea again and again saying saying well, we, we've got to just make sure we're going back to the basics back to the basics why why do you think that's so important particularly right now yeah I, th- I think with just so much going on so much information so much um that is energy draining like you're saying yeah. um and, and the hard part is we're tired uh in all those different ways and there's still lots of things that are draining our energy Mm -hmm. and we're heading into a season honestly holidays that can be a very draining time in themselves just because there's a lot of complexity i I feel like um the cumulative effect of 10 months of pandemic is really having a toll Mm. um and you said distracted and um, confused and discouraged and all of those things i think are things that we are feeling in different ways and maybe um, uh, in a variety of levels, but I think we're all feeling those things. And in the midst of distraction, in the midst of frustration, in the midst of confusion, in the midst of uh, exhaustion that comes from a season like this, I think what my heart needs and what my mind needs is to be recalibrated around what's most important, to remember what is the 
um, the most important thing in my life? What are the things that um, uh, anchor me um, and, and, and hold me in place in the midst of a lot of chaos and confusion? And I, I would also say when you're ex- extremely exhausted in general, um, it, whether that's a season like this, that's everyone's going through or whether for you personally, it, it's an exhausting season um, now or in the future, when it's an exhausting season, when you are out of energy, when you are tapped, I think the thing you need to always come back to is the fundamental basics of the gospel of Jesus Christ and what that means for your life. And that is what we need all the time anyways, but especially in those seasons that are exhausting like this one um, or years that are exhausting like this one or times of grieving, times of loss, times of suffering, times of exhaustion for a variety of reasons. We need those basic truths to hold on to, something accessible, something true, something simple, something that we can hold on to that we know gives us the hope, gives us the strength to endure through these difficult seasons. Mm. So, and I think that 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 really comes back to, again and again and again, just the the basic spiritual disciplines, yeah. right? The, the walking with God, the time in the word, the time in prayer, yeah. the time wrestling, meditating on God's word, um, doing that type of heart work. I, and I, I, I think that at times like this, I can be tempted to feel uh, too tired or too distracted sure. to do those things. Um, I'm not even maybe sure exactly how. And I feel like God has been, even in this season, just gently calling me back again and again, reminding me, not, not angrily, like, why do you keep forgetting? Yeah. <laughs> right. But, but gently saying like, I, I'm, I'm here, right. I am, um, I'm here for you to talk to. Yeah. And th- th- there's a part of me, there's a part of my flesh that honestly, I, th- there's a part of me that would rather talk to you, Matt, than talk to God. Sure. Like, because I, we're because friends. Because pretty cool. Because we're friends. Oh, we're friends. We're oh, friends. yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. I, I'm just, I think. When you say I it the second time. I think of you as a friend. Wow. When you say it the third time, you know it's real. <laughs> third time's real. Uh, first and second, you're just going to get thrown out. <laughs> but but because I sometimes I feel like I would I would rather just, just talk to somebody sure. in the flesh. Sure. And I'm like, okay, I guess, y- yes, I could talk to God, but I kind of just feel like I'm just still in my head. Like, I don't, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's, but God so gently and graciously reminds me that he, he loves to hear me cry out to him yeah he loves to hear me uh bring my questions to him sure. my, my confusions and and to really depend on him and, and and through that to to give over my control my stresses everything to him and then to to hear from him again um again and again and again in his word um yeah th- there's there's a couple of different ways well actually before we get to that, it, it makes me think of Matthew 11, right, where Jesus talks about this this burden, his burden. And it's interesting, actually, if we look at it in context, I just I just pulled it up and I, I noticed this. I hadn't even really noticed it before. In light of our sermon series, we've been talking about how Jesus is ultimate, how Jesus is, like you said last week, preeminent, mm-hmm. how he is everything, and how that exposes this beautiful triune reality. Yeah. Right. Of the Trinity. Yeah. That that God and the Father, or that that, that the Son and the Father are one, um, in glory and, and and understanding that in all sorts of different ways. But he said he says this kind of he talks in this triune language. Jesus does. He says at that time in Matthew eleven twenty five at that time Jesus declared, "I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and the understanding and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will." 
all things you have handed over to me by my father and no one knows the son except the father and no one knows the father except the son and anyone to whom the son chooses to reveal him right and so there's this there's this god centeredness that's revealed perfectly mm-hmm. in the son mm-hmm. the, the image of god right the son as you talked about last last sunday and then he goes in there and says he kind of turns to those listening and says come to me all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Hmm. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Hmm. And this is a, a reminder that I've come back to again and again because the burden has has um, tended to feel heavy. Sure. Um, and it's a reminder that we, when we see this, when we turn to, when we cry out uh, to God, this, uh, when we're gentle and lowly in heart and we're broken, um, in him, we can find rest for our souls. Hmm. So I, in, I don't know, in the midst of this season, maybe even just in the midst of the last few weeks, uh, this particular uh, part of this season, how, how have you sought to do that or how has God um, drawn you back very poorly <laughs> um, not God the, yeah. the, the, the me doing it yeah. um, I, I, I love this passage I, uh, uh, I, I love that uh, you went there because I think it's actually it's just extremely relevant for me it's extremely relevant for, for all of us in this season I, you know what it has looked like for me um, in the la- especially the last few months a lot of little prayers Mm. Um, sometimes we think about prayer as something that is, um, it's like a set time apart, which I think is a legitimate thing and Mm. should be done and practiced regularly in the life of the Christian. Um, but I, I found myself frustrated or discouraged or tired or particularly overwhelmed in, in, in different moments. And even just a quick prayer in that time, God help me. Mm. Um, it's fascinating in the Bible that that Jesus and, and really throughout scripture, short prayers are never condemned. Mm. Long prayers are though at different points. Jesus talks about how uh, the religious leaders love to pray long, you know, complicated and repeating prayers over and over again. And they think because of their many words that they're going to be heard. He says in um, the Sermon on the Mount, I believe, but um, just the idea that like God is with you throughout the day. And so this need of, in the midst of feeling discouraged, in the midst of feeling hurt, in the midst of feeling tired, in the midst of feeling overwhelmed, uh, a lot of short prayers throughout the day um, that kind of bolster a uh, a God consciousness, a, a regular communion and conversation with God, um, and something that I think is is really helpful. You know, you said something in the, I think it was the Isaiah sermon series a couple years ago, or whenever that was. Yeah. He, no, it was. I don't know when it was. Maybe we it was went last to like summer. Isaiah like forty through sixty six. Yeah, and and you talked about lament, and mm. you you talked about how um, you compared lament to grumbling, mm. and you talked about how Old Testament Israel coming out of um, the Exodus, uh, they're grumbling and complaining, and that complaining is 
uh, is seen as unfaithfulness by God. And there's uh, there's sin that they are committing in that complaining. And so um, the question is how like what does lament look like? I think that was in the Isaiah series. No, it was it was actually actually I remember it was Psalm 13. It was when we were going through the Psalms, not this last summer. Oh, the the Psalms in the summer. And the reason I mentioned the reason I remember it is because it's something I've actually come back to again and again and again. And I've, I've even. Uh, I think preached that same sermon like a couple of different times since then because like other places because it it was so transformational for me. Yeah, absolutely. And so you're I mean the the premise of it that really stuck with me um was that grumbling is complaining about God and lament is complaining to God. Yeah. Um and there's so much power power in that because we think, you know, we're going through a variety of different things and everyone's experiencing different things. We think that um we have to kind of clean up our frustration or complaint before we come to the throne of grace. Mm. Um, and we don't, uh, you can be in a place of frustration or, um, discouragement and come to the throne of grace and carry those things and lay them at the foot of Jesus. And he loves you and hears you. And you're, you're in fact, the Bible commands you to complain to God, Mm. take your complaints, take your frustrations. God, I, this is hard. I'm struggling. I'm, I'm really having a hard time. And those things are meant to be bolstered with truth as well. You're meant mm-hmm. to hear truth in the midst of that. But um, the ability and the, the 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 power of saying God's not looking just for your praise and God's not looking just for positive things you say about him. God wants all of you. And when you're struggling and you're hurting and you're frustrated and you're tired, um, even coming to him in the midst of that and laying it all at his feet, he receives you and accepts you and loves you all the same mm. and has a soft and kind word for you. His, his yoke is easy and his burden is light because of his love for you. And so there's some incredible power in that. Um, and those are the things that I think in prayer, especially that have been um, have been anchoring me in, in this season, those short prayers. Um, you know, regular prayers and intercession for people is still important too, but those short prayers and those times of lament are, have been really comforting for me in this difficult season. Mm. That's such a good, such a helpful reminder. You know, it makes me think of uh, just this last week, I listened to a podcast from uh, that Jenny Coe did. She was on the Johnny and Friends. She did an interview on the Johnny and Friends um, podcast. I think, if, I think if you just google it that's i think that's what it's called and you can find it but um j-o-n-i yeah and the you know the topic was lament and the power of both deep lament in certain moments and also this kind of the spiritual discipline of lament she kind of talked about like the the regular kind of maintenance lament that that is a part of all of life and then the just the deep crying out that that happens when we don't know um when we're yeah when we when we don't know what's going to happen when yeah. we don't know what else to do and it, we, i don't know what she was sharing and the reminder of the depth of the lament was it was so refreshing to me i was i felt very I was taught and blessed um by that and and it and it, it dovetailed also with something i've been reading i picked up um dane ortland's uh book that just came out this year the gentle and lowly okay uh the heart of christ for the for sinners and sufferers mm. and um I, I mean it's and even how it's written isn't like necessarily for everybody i, I didn't pick it up for a while because it's like it was so popular this mm. year it was like everybody's like favorite book you're, I'm so, like, you're, you're such a contrarian i'm like 
I don't want to pay. I, I want my own favorite book. Come on. Have um, you tried um, Loving Messy People? That's my favorite book this year. <laughs> Do, we have a list of top books. Top books. Top 2020 books top released 2020 by Cornerstone books. Pastors. Number one. Loving Love- Messy People. That's right, baby. <laughs> I made the list. Top of the list. Woo. Uh, wow. Going to celebrate tonight. Congratulations. It was just released. Yeah, just released. Yep. Top book released by a Cornerstone Pastor it this year. It was a unanimous vote. <laughs> Two to zero. Uh, two to zero. <laughs> so um, I, I, I should have abstained, but I just couldn't help it. I, I you couldn't it help was it. was conflict of interest, but I, I, I couldn't so help it. So what, what do you think so, the chances are, by the way, of the number of people who are listening to this? The percentage of them that already have the book? <laughs> it's like 80%. Yeah. <laughs> the marketing here is the marketing team is not doing not no. doing a strong job. No, not not on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to go on other podcasts. That's right. So no one will invite me on their podcast. <laughs> Gentle and lowly. I I only get invited once. That's the <laughs> So we gentle and lowly. Dane Orleans is I I just I've found it helpful because it's just it's kind of a meditation on the heart of Christ in um so many different ways and pointing out how how consistently hmm. Christ's heart towards us in the Old Testament and the New Testament, in the teachings of in modern teachings, in historic teachings, is is just demonstrated to be kind, um, gentle, meek, hmm. patient. And, um, it's, it's been a really helpful reminder to me to, to get back to exactly what you were saying, Matt, just this reminders that we need of, um, these reminders we need of who Jesus is and of how he views us. Because I think even when I'm struggling, particularly when I'm struggling, particularly when things are hard, like, like they are right now, I think I'm tempted to think differently of how Christ thinks of me mm-hmm. than he actually does. Mm-hmm. And when I engage in the discipline of even opening his word, I'm reminded again and again of, of what his heart's actually like mm-hmm. and um, and how inviting um how inviting it is. And, and again, that, that doesn't happen every time we open God's word. I think some people probably may feel really dry right now. Right? Sure. Like they're like, I'm opening God's word and I don't, I don't feel that. I don't see it. Yeah. But coming again and again and again, over time, we will be reminded over time, crying out to him, even just in small ways, in yeah. just momentary ways, crying out to him again and again and again. We'll be reminded that, that he hears, that he cares. Um, and not only that, but that he's, he's redeeming. Um, everything going on and, and this is so hard for us because w- uh, this is a a year that has been marked by weakness in a lot of ways mm. um, our inability to stop something our inability to uh, fix things our inability to change the world our inability uh, I mean so much of this year has been uh, just constant reminders of our our weakness mm. our our struggle our um, how uh, uh, how vulnerable we are to mm. other forces, and I think there's there's different responses to that. And and I think for me, uh, I've seen in my own heart a response towards pride and arrogance, a response toward no, I can do this, I'm strong enough, I can handle it. Um, but what God really wants in a, a a year like this, in a season like this, is for us to be for us to be weak and embrace that weakness. And part of that embracing of weakness is, and, and we hate that, we mm. absolutely hate it, um, but we absolutely need it. And God knows that embracing our weakness in this season is to say 
I am weak, I am vulnerable, I am needy, and God is not. He's strong, he's loving, he cares for me, I need him, and I'm going to find my rest in him. In fact, um, so I I was looking up the Gentle and Lowly book, he actually comments on the uh, Matthew 11 um, verse that we were just talking Mm. about, and he says, the point in saying that Jesus is lowly is that he's accessible. For all his resplendent glory and dazzling holiness, his supreme uniqueness and otherness, no one in human history has ever been more approachable than Jesus Christ. No prerequisites, no hoops to jump through. Warfield, commenting on Matthew eleven twenty nine, wrote, No impression was left by his life manifestation more deeply imprinted upon the consciousness of his followers than that of the noble humility of his bearing. The minimum bar to be enfolded into the embrace of Jesus is simply open yourself up to him. It is all he needs. Indeed, it is the only thing he works with. Verse 28 of our passage in Matthew 11 tells us explicitly who qualifies for fellowship with Jesus. Quote, all who labor and are heavy laden. You don't need to unburden or collect yourself and then come to Jesus. Your very burden is what qualifies you to come. No payment is required. He says, I will give you rest. His rest is gift, not transaction. Whether you are actively working hard to crowbar your life into smoothness, labor, or passively finding yourself weighed down by something outside your control, heavy laden, Jesus Christ's desire that you find rest, that you come in out of the storm, outstrips even your own. Hmm. It's gentle and lowly. Hmm. What a beautiful picture of what we need in this season, what we um, what we are most uh, significantly uh, in need of reminding of and the the hope of a God who sees us in our weakness and doesn't reject us, sees us in our brokenness, doesn't reject us, sees us in our heavy ladenness and doesn't reject us, but welcomes us in with open arms and is strong enough to bear the burdens of all the things that we, um, we are carrying in our lives. Um, What a powerful picture of his love for us. Absolutely. You you know, as I, as I think back over, um, you know, the last year podcasts and sermons that particularly since the middle of March, I feel like we're we're kind of a broken record. <laughs> I feel like, you know, it's like, oh, oh, there's a new there's a new uh, pandemic. Everything's shut down. Like, look to Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's political unrest. Like, look to Jesus. Yeah. Right. There's this bruising campaign. We we need to look to Jesus, right? Yeah. Now now it's it's Advent and things are dragging on and 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 there might be hope of a vaccine and, and maybe 2021 will be different, but we, we just need to look to Jesus. Yeah. And whether it's the podcast or our sermons, I. Sometimes I, I feel like people are going to be like, what? hey, you just keep telling me the same thing. Yeah. But the reality is that that's our job. Like as, as pastors, really as, as Christians. We've got nowhere else to tell you where to look. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, mean, you, you, I, I don't know if you remember this. I, I grew up in a Lutheran church uh-huh. um, and uh, they would always have this thing. Yes. Yes, Lord, Lord, to whom Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the Lord. You, you want to sing it? Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Alleluia. And I always was we, like, we, oh. we grew up in Lutheran church. Yeah, Lutheran church. So yeah, so we that, that's 
it's actually pretty cool. Yeah, but, it is. but it, it's it's straight out of John six. I never knew it was in the Bible when I was growing up, and then I realized I read it one day. I was like, oh my gosh, it's straight out of John six. In John six, literally, Jesus is teaching probably twenty thousand people. It says like five thousand men, there, uh-huh. there's yeah, women yeah. and children there too. Probably twenty thousand people at the beginning of John six. At the end of John six, after Jesus teaches them about the bread of life and God's sovereignty and salvation, all these things, everybody leaves. Right, yep. everybody leaves. And it's, he's left with just the 12. And Jesus says to them, are you going to leave also? And Peter chastened, right? Like mm. with, which is us, right? This yeah. is us. Yeah. Lord, where are we going to go? You have the words of eternal life. There's no, we have nowhere else to tell. We don't have, there's nothing else to tell you. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. don't have anything else to tell you. If we don't tell you this, we have nothing else to tell you. Mm. Look to Jesus. That's it. That's all we've got. Mm-hmm. We don't have any other special tricks. We don't have any other tricks up our sleeves. We don't even have any other um, self-help stuff that will get you through it. We have Jesus. That's all we have. And so that's all we tell you about. And that's why we say it over and over again. Look to Jesus in this time. Hold fast to him. Come back to him. You're distracted. You're caught up in something else, caught up in all these other things um, that are important in, in their own way. The most important thing is the thing you need to come back to every single day. And that's Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We've sung now twice. <laughs> this is what happens a when Brian isn't here. This really, <laughs> it's really, and I can only imagine because uh, for those who don't know, I'm completely tone deaf. Um, in fact, I have some, I have some, one time they recorded me when I was, uh, I was preaching and I forgot to turn my mic off and they turned the sound down in the sanctuary, but they recorded me. Thanks, Josiah Kozier. I won't name names, but Josiah Kozier did it. Um, and I, it's pretty bad. So, so, so Matt's tone deaf. I'm, I'm what I like to call tone dependent. Mm. So I, I actually, I can sing. Like I have an okay voice, but I, I can sing when I, I, it's easiest for me to sing when someone is next to me singing the right notes, like singing along with them. Yeah. Super easy. Yeah. Like singing a harmony by myself. Like it's, it, it often times. So because I'm tone dependent when I'm singing with you, who's tone deaf, it's not great. I end up like like just kind of following yeah tone deaf your as tone well. deafness so can you do and me a favor magnifies it. this is a good as good of time as any. Okay, let's do can it can you do me a favor can you can you call me yeah yeah can you call me on my phone okay uh, this is something so i i hate to say this this is some, this is live on air that we're doing this but you go ahead and call me and right, i'm gonna call matt we're gonna see what yeah, happens yeah, yeah. Here. you're gonna call me i'm going by the way i'm going to my favorites Wow. Look at this. not only are you a friend wow you you are not you're not in just general contacts you're you're in favorites. That's unbelievable because I don't even have your number saved in my phone. <laughs> all right, all right, here I'm, I'm, I'm calling you. Let's see if this works. <laughs> I don't know if everyone can hear that. Do you know what that is? That is that was my totally missed note the one time i led worship during the pandemic on live live stream yes so that is your missed note and i <laughs> i th- that very day i so d- that very day i recorded it and turned it into uh, a, ringtone. a ringtone a ringtone and it's been my ringtone ever since that was probably <laughs> wait, is, 5 months wait, ago is, is it your ringtone for everybody or is it for just everybody your, not just for me no for everybody <laughs> oh i thought it was just for me <laughs> i hear it 100 <laughs> times a day and i and, and I never told you because I was waiting for a time when we were like together and uh-huh. then my phone would go off and you would hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is a good time I need and to tell it's, you. It's never happened. There in, it in is. All, in like the six months since that, since that incredible it note. It's my ringtone. It drives my wife crazy. 
But I just want to let you know that's how close we are. And I'm doing it live on the podcast right now. Man, I love that. I love that. I, you know, Here's I, another thing of our friendship, by the way. I also have a, a coffee mug here. I have a mug here. with my name on it, yeah, with I have my a, picture I have a, on it. I have a mug. It has. I'm drinking from a mug some tea right now. It has an email from Scott to me. Um, and it says, Matt had a great idea in the email. And so I printed it, put it on a mug, underlined great idea, and circled it because it was such a, a high praise from Scott that I really appreciated it. And here I have the mug drinking from it. This is like a Scott. This is a special day. This is a special this day. This is a special Matt, day. Matt usually, uh, for, for years now, he's giving me a hard time because um, like my for a long time, my highest form of praise was like, that's not a horrible idea. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've worked on it. Yeah, no, it's, but it's, true. it's just a part of like how I mentally process. You know, I'm like, like the, the beginning of me considering something is to recognize that it's not a horrible idea. Yeah. Well, I mean, actually not a horrible idea is your highest praise. You also had <laughs> not a bad idea, not a terrible idea. There's other, there's, there's other, other iterations. Yeah. There's other, okay, ranges, other ranges within. Yeah. But not a, not a horrible not idea. A horrible was like idea. The, highest was the highest, praise. highest praise. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so when I sent an email, actually, I think it was to all the elders yep. and in it said, Matt had a great idea. I don't even remember what the idea it was. It was, it was so, uh, so monumental that Matt had it saved it, had it printed on a mug. Yep. Circled it. Shutterfly baby. That's right. I, I hope that means we can be friends. I, I think we've reached friend level. <laughs> I think, I think we've reached friend level. I think we have. I will, I will save your number in my phone. All right. So, um, what was I going to say? What, what was I going to do? I was going somewhere before all this. All right. So, but as we go into the, um, as we go into the Christmas season, we're actually, this is actually going to be our last podcast of the year. Mm. We're going to take, um, <laughs> because, because you got to go out on top. Got to go out on top. Got to go out on top. I mean, what, what do you got? What are you all <laughs> going to do for the next this? month? What is everyone going to do? So I, I, I think for those that are like, this is a part of their routine now. We have a million listeners a week. What are what are they going to do with their time? <laughs> for those for for the three people, yes, including Chris Wessel's mom, yes. Did you hear that one? Does she listen? Yeah, she does. Hey, she does. She this thinks we're funny. Oh, that's great. Yeah, shout out, shout out, Sh- shout out. That's awesome. So we. Um, I wonder if she has loving, messy people. <laughs> Ooh, she might. <laughs> I might have to send her a Christmas present. It's very specific. Signed marketing. a copy. Um, so we, you don't sign copies of your book, do you? If somebody asks me to, I don't refuse it. Wow. All right. I don't say like, no. Okay. Of course. It's, it's, some people like it's, uh, and I, I'll write a note to a friend. Okay. I haven't written one to you. Okay. Yeah. No, we're not, we're not quite there. <laughs> we just, we just became <laughs> we just, friends. <laughs> so anyways, um, for, for, for those of you who might listen, uh, if, if it is a part of your routine, we're actually going to repost um, a few of the most listened to ones over the last year, things that would be hopefully helpful, um, like the ones on mental health, or actually a lot of them are the stuff, ones that go back to the basics, right? That are that absolutely are reiterations of what we're talking about now. That'll also give us, so this is, we've been, Matt, we've been recording a podcast or two some weeks, every week for over 40 weeks now. That's crazy. Right? So we're going to take a, Try to take a take, catch our breath. Yeah. Um, not from shepherding you, obviously. No. We're here and we're available, but from some of the programmatic pieces um, that we can, we figured it'd be wise, and we're gonna pick back up in uh, the second half of January, and um, yeah, go running from there. But but really, it's why we wanted to leave you with this 
reminder, again, the same reminder, <laughs> we've been coming back to again and again a bit, that this might feel like a particularly um, difficult time. That, man, holidays can be particularly difficult in a normal year. Yeah. Um, and, or particularly complicated. And, um, but there's, there's, a, there's so much joy to be had yeah. as we look to Jesus as we let the, like we talked about in the Advent one, um, let the, the lights, the songs, yeah. um, God's word, even just the type of connection we can grab with one another, mm. whether in person or over Zoom, allowing all of it to point us to Christ, who mm. is not mediated by technology, nope. who is always there, always available, always listening, always working, and always redeeming. Yeah, that's what we hope and pray this next month of your of your life will be um it's there's a lot of things going on and it can be a really hard season i I think the holidays can be a hard season no matter what Mm. um in a normal year non-pandemic year holidays can be hard for a variety of reasons it can be hard for people who um have lost loved ones It can be hard of whom there are a lot this year it can be hard for people who um are lonely this time of year it can be hard for people who have difficult financial uh, uh, family situations hard me people who have difficult financial situations our hope and prayer for you in in this season is that you would run to christ that you would let him embrace you in his arms um and and would rest yourself in him in, in this season and and what that looks like in your life hearing from his word and hearing hope hearing the truth of his word um uh, communing with him in prayer going to him, lamenting, talking to him, crying out to him. Let your heart just open up to him. Um, he loves you. He hears you. He will not reject you. He's not a God who rejects. He God who re- he's a God who receives and loves and cares for you. He is gentle and lowly. And that's the God we worship. And that's mm. why we have no one else to point you to. And that's what we want to call you to in this next month. Mm. Amen. Amen. Well, we hope you have a great Christmas and a great New Year's, a Christ-centered one which is what makes it great. And we will continue to see you um, on Sunday. We're always available. Thanks, Um, friend. Thank you. Miss you, Brian. (laughs) 